You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here's our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And of course, the Zohar was not just referring to Israel, but the children of the world that it mentioned. Again, this coincides with John 3.16. Every believer in Christ the Messiah should have that memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, we have another messianic prophecy about the first coming of Christ, and this expression cut off, similar to Isaiah chapter 53. And obviously, the word cut off means put to death. And it says here in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. So the Messiah didn't die because he was a sinner. No, because he's sinless. That's why he, he did die, so that he would be the righteous servant, the one who could justify the world. Moses was willing to die, but he was a sinner. He couldn't qualify. Even Paul said himself he wished himself to be a curse, but he was a sinner. No one could take the place of another sinner, only someone who was sinless. That's where Christ comes into the picture. That's where the Messiah was to take our place because he is the sinless one who's dying for the sinner. He is the just one dying for the unjust, the righteous one dying for the unrighteous. You get it? So he wasn't cut off for himself. No, he voluntarily, vicariously, sacrificially gave his life to be a ransom for us. What a savior. What a Savior, what a Messiah. This was prophesied hundreds of years before Christ ever came the first time. In Isaiah 53, verse 10, the part of that verse says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. Thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. That's what the Messiah was. That's what his purpose was regarding the first coming, to be an offering for sin. Whose sin? The sin of of the world. That includes the sin of Israel and the sin of the rest of the world for every one of us. Now, I'd like to spend just a little while here showing you how the prophetic calendar of the first coming of Christ comes about. And when you look at this timetable, that this particular prophecy is so accurate, which if it's a prophecy, it's going to be accurate, but it's so accurate about Christ, it could be no other person who could have fulfilled this, because this prophetic calculation, it is indisputable. Even if you allow for variations in the calendar, you still have to come around the same time frame of the first coming of Christ that the Messiah was cut off. So in Daniel chapter 9, verse 25, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem, remember that now, unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven 
weeks. That comes to 49 years. And three score and two weeks, that's 434 years. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublous times. And in verse 26, we have, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people, the prince, that shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So, God's biblical calendar in Scripture, if you compare Genesis chapter 7, verse 11, and verse 24, and Genesis chapter 8, verse 3 and 4, is based on a 30-day month and a 360-day year. That is the biblical calendar, okay? But we go by what is called a Julian calendar, and that has 365 days a year. So, one prophetic week equals seven actual years. Now, we have an understanding of how we come to that based on an example in the Bible. And you know the story between Jacob and Rachel and Leah and so forth. According to Genesis chapter 29 and verse 18, we have these words. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. Wow, would you be willing to do that? <laughs> Well, that's, that's some love right there. Amen. And so we see that Jacob was willing to serve seven years, and he did, for Rachel. And in verse 20 of Genesis chapter 29, And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him. I love these words right here. You talk about, you talk about real love. Amen. And they seemed unto him but a few days. For the love he had to her. Wow. Glory to God. Yes, indeed. All right. But I don't want to get off a subject here. But but notice the seven years for Rachel. And in verse 28, same chapter, and Jacob did so. And here's these words I want you to take notice. And fulfilled her week. So you see, a week represents seven years. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. All right. So you got you got that? wanted to just show you from the scriptures, since we are we are Bible believers, and we follow the Bible, it's our example, this is where we get our, our information, so that one prophetic week equals seven actual years. So the commandment to rebuild was given to Nehemiah there, Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 to 8, you can look it up yourself, but most scholars agree, as far as the timetable, that it was 444 B.C. That's 444 years before Christ. So let's let's kind of break it down now, all right? One week is seven years. Therefore, seven weeks equals 49 years. Just a little arithmetic. A little arithmetic won't hurt you, you know? Seven times seven is 49, okay? So you have 49 years. Because remember now, we're going back to the reference where the Bible said there in Daniel chapter 9, verse 25, I'll read it once again. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah. So that started at 444 B.C., got it? And then it said that it shall be seven weeks, so that's where we get the 49 years, seven weeks, seven times seven, because one Prophetic week equals seven years. So seven times seven equals 49 years. You got that? And then we have the next amount of years is three score 
and two weeks. All right. Now, three score and two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, that's 62 weeks. All right. Three score means 60. Add another two. So that's 62 weeks. One week is equivalent to seven years. So it's three score and two weeks. That's 62 weeks times seven equals 434 years. So now you have 49 years. You add that to the 434 years. And what do you get? Well, you get 483 years. Wow, 483 years. Because 483 years times 360 days, when we go by the biblical calendar, that comes to a total of 173,880 days. Okay? So the 483 years, you times that by 360 days a year, you come up with a total of 173,880 days. Now, since we go by Julian calendar, and that's what all our calendars go by today, you need to divide 173,880 days divided by 365 according to Julian calendar. That brings you to 476 years. Thus, there are 476 Julian years in 483 biblical years. All right, so let's go over it again. Minus 444 because that's the year that the commandment went forth to rebuild Jerusalem. And you add 476 Julian years, and you come up with, you don't even need a calculator for this, you come up with A.D. 32. Amen, A.D. 32. Oh, mercy. That's when the Messiah was to be cut off. That is his crucifixion. So, ladies and gentlemen, is in incredibly profound because that's when Jesus Christ was crucified. He was crucified in 32 AD. And again, you could debate over a year plus or minus. We we know that some say that he was actually born uh, 4 BC. How could he be born 4 BC, like four years before he was born? How could he be born, right? We, we understand that. The calendar that's made by a human being is going to be off. But I'm saying these calculations here are inspired of God. They're foreordained. There's just no way to get around it, the proximity of when the Messiah was to be cut off. So prophetical calculations of time in God's word are divinely given, and they're accurate, ladies and gentlemen. Even with slight variations in our lunar and Julian calendars, Messiah's crucifixion can be accurately narrowed down to within a 10-year period in the first century. You can't argue against that. According to God's word, Messiah has to have been crucified already. Give me an amen for that. You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast, and we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to our national conference, May the 24th to the 28th. That is the last week of the month of May. The Hope of Israel National Conference is a prophecy-focused meeting with an old-time revival spirit. Some of the topics covered during the conference will be the high priest garments, blowing of the shofar, the mystery of the Jewish prayer shawl, prophetic feast days of Israel, and this all-important question, is America in Bible prophecy? For more information and to make reservations, you can go to the conference website at www.rapture.today. Once again, that is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today. 
This is truly a meeting you do not want to miss. Mark your calendar May the 24th to the 28th. That is the last Monday to Friday of the month of May. We pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website www.hopeofisrael.net That's hopeofisrael.net You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word. <laughs>